Hi, welcome to another episode of Mark and Hari Show. Today with me, I have a special guest. <laughs> so her name is Vanessa, and she's working in the company. Uh, What's your company's name? Shit. Terra. Terra. Yes, yes. I totally forgot. I'm a bad interviewer. So she's working in Terra. It's an NGO. For those who don't know, what's an NGO? It's a non. Uh, non-governmental organization. Yeah, and yeah. So Vanessa, can you introduce further about yourself? How we met. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So well, we were classmates. Yes. Uh, back in polytechnic. Singapore uh, Polytechnic. Yep. So I believe we were in one of the most niche and interesting courses called Applied Drama and Psychology. Yep. yep. For those who don't know what's Applied Drama and Psychology, Vanessa, take it away. <laughs> Yeah, so we have we do get a lot of questions on what applied drama is, and I remember back then when um I speak to my relatives like during Chinese New Year and things like that, uh when I mentioned that I am actually studying applied drama and psychology, a lot of them are just like, oh drama, oh so okay, so um next time you're gonna work for media corp, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, but but that's not the case. Though. It's uh how I usually explain what applied drama is to other people is. That it's not just drama for entertainment. Um, it's not purely for entertainment purposes. Of course, we learn like the techniques, the conventions, and things like that. But it's more of learning how to use uh, drama as a type of performing arts tool um, for greater purposes. So we learn how to use drama um, and we, co- we incorporate it into workshops um, that is with the main aim of things like rehabilitation, uh, raising awareness, intervention, and education. Excellent uh, explained by Vanessa. <laughs> so I'm also inside that course. And yeah, so applied drama psychology, I think we had a lot of fun. Right? Oh, loads. <laughs> loads of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy period of time. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, we, yeah, we were quite crazy back then. <laughs> Then after graduating from the Applied Drama and Psychology, right, what, what, what do you do then? Okay, so after, uh, after Poly, I was actually quite... Mm, I, was in the, I was in a dilemma. I actually wasn't sure if I should continue doing Applied Theatre or go for more of the safer option. I, I believe it's kind of a kind of an age old dilemma, you know, choosing between arts and something that's more practical or mm-hmm. realistic per se. Um yeah. so I actually applied for about five schools in the UK mm-hmm. all related to theatre, creative writing, applied theatre. Um but then I also wanted to have a safe option or like a backup plan. Yep. And so I actually applied for SIM. Um, for a double, uh, it's a global SIM lah. So uh-huh. it's a partnership, kind of a partnership between SIM and this other school called uh, University at Buffalo. So it's one of the American universities under the state uh, University of New York. Mm. So um, I I applied for a double major in communications and sociology there. Ah. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of funny because. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm not bragging or anything, but I actually got into whatever that I applied for. Um, I guess because I think in terms of the use case, it's it's more of because arts is usually more of my strength. Mm-hmm. Um, writing especially, yeah. I'm more of the linguistics and literature side lah. 
um, but I had to reflect and um, I think career-wise in Singapore, at the point of time, art still isn't very um, developed or it's not very uh, reputable yeah. in Singapore and it is, you either make it or you don't. don't yeah. yeah, so I thought, mm, you know what, it's okay. Maybe I will try out the so-called safer option. Plus, I, I, I've, I've always wanted to you know, learn a bit more about sociology anyway because I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went for the double major instead. Yeah. And then about one year into into university, I <laughs> felt that, oh shit, this double major is actually, both are really, really broad and it's so general. And, and I was like, oh man, okay, I think now I gotta take a specialization. Oh, okay. So, in I think the later part of my second year, I took up the specialization. Uh, so, I I think you can you can only take specializations for the sociology major, mm. not comms. So, I actually took up a specialization in crime law and justice. Ooh. Yeah, because I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> after second year, you took a specialization. Then after that, you went. Uh yes. So I so basically I did my first two years in 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 SIM. Yeah. And then for my final year, I decided to go over, basically transfer over to, uh, the University of Buffalo that's in the US. With, okay. Uh, random question. Did the Buffalo Wings came from the state Buffalo? <laughs> Actually, yes. So, um, so Ooh. Buffalo is a city. It's kind of like a sub, like a suburbs. Ah. Yeah, and and it's um, it's in upstate New York. So New York is actually a very big state, and somehow a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. When they think, when they hear New York, they just think of New York City. But yeah. actually, New York is a very very big state. Yeah. <laughs> and and New York City is kind of like at the south part of it. So Buffalo is in this upstate New York, which is like very far up north. It's where Niagara Falls is. It's where uh, the original uh, Buffalo Wings come from, mm, and it's really good, by the way. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it's it's kind of like you're right next to Canadian border, so Ooh. you can just drive out half an hour and you're in you're in Canada. Wow! So have you <laughs> went to Canada during your stay? In yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh nearer my. to go to Canada than to go to New York City, honestly. And oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and wow. um. Like uh, once in a while, like some of my friends and I, we will travel about three hours into Toronto, mm. just for Chinatown, just for the Asian food there. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> like during the weekends, you know, we're like guys, you know, we're craving for some Asian food. We really miss Singapore food, but oh. the Asian food in Buffalo really, really sucks. Oh. <laughs> so we decided to travel down to Canada just for the food. You know, the food. the the things that Singaporeans do for food. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, so for me, this is my, my take on people like us, right, yeah. who go overseas. Um, like, for me, right, what's the point of going overseas, trying Asian food? Because going overseas is where you can try overseas food, which is, like, more legitimate rather than Singapore, right? So yeah. I feel, okay, this is just my point of view, lah. It's just that, why do you go to a non-Asian country to try their Asian cuisine, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, okay. get it? Yeah. Uh, I think it's not so much of trying, but it's more of for us we, we did try all the, the like the local foods, all the mm-hmm. things the specialties that uh, of the place. It's just that because we were there for quite some time, like I was there for, for my full final year. Yeah. So I do get homesick from time to time and yeah, especially homesick for the food. 
So yeah, at times of cravings <laughs> of chicken rice <laughs> and things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why that's why we want to venture out and find like the authentic Asian food. And and trust me when I say this, when uh, there's a lot of um so called Asian places, food places in the US, and sometimes they say like oh Singapore noodles or something like that. It is it is a lie. <laughs> okay, it is a lie. Um. Yeah, I don't know if you have a lot of um, American listeners for this podcast, but we do. Uh, just, you know, guys, just know that it's it's not true. There is no such thing as Singapore noodles. We, we, we do have our Singapore specials, our specialties, but... Um, There's no such thing as Singapore noodles. <laughs> yes. Not even in Singapore, we yes. don't call them Singapore noodles. Yep. It's plain noodles. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's very... I don't know, it's just very different the, the mm. way that they globalize our food yeah. in other countries. I think you could say the same where <laughs> the <laughs> Americans come to Singapore and try our American burgers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they probably uh, say the same thing or might have that same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, of course, it's the, it's, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, then after uh, your stay in uh, Buffalo's, right, mm-hmm. you graduated, and what's the next thing? you do after graduation so after graduation i actually spent two and a half years uh two and a half years <laughs> oh, i wish <laughs> i spent two and a half months in switzerland because my family actually relocated there about two years ago so uh, right after i left for the states they relocated to switzerland because of my dad's job um, and so I spent two and a half months there uh, just to spend some quality time with them. And that's also when I did my first ever solo backpacking trip. Backpacking? Oh my god, <laughs> solo samos, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so do tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vanessa had told me about her backpacking experience, pretty awesome. But I think it will be interesting for you guys who are listening. So Vanessa, okay, before before you tell the experience of backpacking, right? What made you want to do this solo backpacking? I think a lot of people like I also may have some questions about whether it's safe or not. Yeah, I do. Uh, definitely. Um, I I probably went through the same thing as many other people before they actually go on trips like 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 this. Um, I actually had a lot of doubts. Like I was pretty anxious. Um. Like oh no, like what if you know like my I, I actually have a really bad of a uh, bad sense of direction, yeah. so I was quite worried about that. Like oh no, like I'm gonna probably like get lost, lost. a lot, and and um you know it's it's and I'm not familiar with the language as well, uh because in Switzerland it, it depends on where you travel to, um it could either be Italian or German or French speaking. Oh um, okay. Yeah, and I was not fluent in any of those languages, so that. Was one of the things that would pose a challenge as well, and it's more of um, I don't know. It's it's just the whole risk. It, it's a very big risk, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, um, being really on your own, and having to be independent in a strange, well, not strange, but like really, really foreign environment. Yeah. Um, and not just that, but I actually had a lot of people who doubted my ability. Oh. to go on a solo backpacking trip. You proved um, them wrong, girl! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think for a lot of us Asians, I, I think you guys can relate to this. Um, basically, uh, I mean, you know how Asian parents can be. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm from the 90s generation. 
Me too. So, <laughs> we... Well, but I think I don't think it actually differs, right? Yeah, Across yeah, generations. Yeah, but basically, our typical Asian parents, uh, you know, they... You know, because I'm like the only daughter, so they worry that, oh, you know, I'm probably going to get lost, I'm going to get kidnapped, things mm. like that. And they can think up of every worst case scenario <laughs> ever. Um, but, so I guess what motivated me was that... Um, so on the personal level, I uh, have been going through depression, anxiety for about 11 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, I just felt like it was something that I needed to do for myself. And also because I had gotten out of a, quite, a, quite a tough um, and, a, and a long relationship. Yeah. So I just sort of felt a little lost. And I, I just felt that I needed to do something for myself to to um you know achieve some kind of self-realization um just to find who i am again things like that and i thought that it would be a very good thing for my mental well-being mm-hmm. uh so it, it, but i do know that my parents would probably be very against it yeah yep they would be like there's no way you're gonna go <laughs> on your own, you know. Uh, we're vulnerable to every danger, every you know shady things. I I, I yeah. don't know, but um, like they were really paranoid. They will be very paranoid for sure. So what I did was I actually um did a lot of research uh-huh. online. Um, read on other people's like travel blogs, things like that. Mm. Um, mostly a lot of like female solo travelers. Uh, yes. Yes. Yep, and there was uh, there's one girl in particular. I I I've read a lot of her articles. Mm. I think she's very inspiring. So um, what's her blog? Do you remember? Yes. So she is uh, her blog is um I think it, it's she's known as um Koala travels the world. So cute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, so um uh, her name is Sin Eun. Sin Eun. Is she yeah. Singaporean? Yes, she oh. is Singaporean. Oh, nice. So that's why I found it really inspiring because it's that's you know, it will be very relatable. Yeah. Yes. And um so I read a lot of her blogs and you know, I just prepared myself and I so I picked a place in Switzerland to travel to because I felt like okay, you know, maybe that would be a good first step at least yeah. travel within the countries. Correct. And since I'm there and Switzerland's yeah. a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. So what I I did was that I did a lot of research on okay, so I picked a place and then um I picked the place to stay. Mm-hmm. at as well and I just pretty much planned out everything mm. um, and a rough it- itinerary and all that and then I searched up the costs and everything and I just put it all down on paper and then I sat my parents down and I just went like okay so <laughs> here's what I'm going to do <laughs> uh, and I have it all planned out you don't have to worry about anything you know this is, is and it's all on a budget so it won't be wasting too much money um, yeah so and I even laid out all the precautionary measures that I will take. Oh, so okay. just try, I just tried my best to reassure them as much as possible and also explain to them that, you know, I really, really need to do this for myself and I hope that you can respect that decision yeah. and support me in this. Yeah. yeah. And after a while, they, they, they decided to let me go and That's nice. off I went. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, and um, about that travel blogger, we are actually friends yeah. now. <gasps> oh my God, so cute. <laughs> yeah. So I I reached out to her on Instagram actually. Oh. Yeah, and just so happened that 
she was also in Switzerland at the point of time, but it's just that we we didn't get to meet up because oh. of clashing schedules. Oh, okay. But then we decided to meet up when we were back both back in Singapore. Singapore. Yep, oh, and, and and now we're friends. Oh wow, that's <laughs> she's, such she's a really really nice person. Oh, that's such a nice uh, coincidence. <laughs> oh, experience! Oh my god, that's yes, so cool. Yes. So like backpacking, okay? Because uh, I I've talked to Vanessa about me also wanting to travel alone. Because yep. I think that's a good way for you to experience. Uh, your own strengths and weaknesses, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. So, like for me, like for, uh, I want to go to like a Chinese country because mm-hmm. what I feel that when I want to talk to people, especially in Singapore where they speak Chinese, I mean, if you can see me, if you don't know me and you see me for the first time, you might think that I'm Chinese. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> if I say ni hao, then it's like probably people will like, oh, this guy is Chinese. So for me, I I think that I want to. Even though my Malay suck, right? But I want to be better in Chinese. I think my Malay may be better than yours. Uh. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I think the best way for me to go is to solo travel into a Chinese country. And I feel like Taiwan will be the best country. Oh, actually yeah. that is... I think I think that's a good decision. Right. I think that's a good place yeah. to go for you. Because initially I wanted to go to China, the, the Muslim province. Then I hear a lot of little bad stories here and there about... Might not be the best, the best choice. Right? So I think <laughs> Taiwan... Okay, okay. the thing is why I wanted to go to Taiwan is also right. Because a lot of Singaporeans also go to Taiwan. Then when... if The thing that I realised is that once you hear a Singaporean accent, right? Okay, <laughs> go there. It's like, hey bro, I also Singapore. Like, Can you help me? Like, I don't... I don't buy pork. Uh, that's... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I mean, very true. That's a, that's a safe way. But the thing is, it's more important that I want to step out of my comfort zone. That's what I feel. Uh. Like, mm. I want to be more independent. I guess it's a safe... Um, what do you call that? Like a guarantee where you might find Singaporeans and then if you need help, you can uh, go towards yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Plus, um, a lot of Taiwanese do come to Singapore as well. Oh! Like to, to study or to work. Ah. Yeah, and... um. And I guess also because it's, I guess it's a cultural thing, you know, like they're very into food and we're very into food. Um, <laughs> you can see from their awesome markets on, <laughs> on Instagram, oh my god. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think it's a good, uh, plus they're quite modernized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, it's kind of similar to Singapore in a sense. So I think in a way it is a safe option. Yeah, yeah. it is, it is. Yeah, so guys, if you have uh, the courage to go solo backpack, can always uh, hit, uh, hook up, hook up. Okay. Oh, I mean, not the best choice of words. Not the best choice of words. I mean, you can talk to Vanessa about her experience and maybe in the future, if I were to go to Taiwan alone, then I could also share my experience. So after your backpacking experience, right? Like, what was different about you? Have um, you, or what, what did people, okay, especially your parents, right? When you came back to backpacking, right? Do they say anything that's like different about you? Or I like? think they were just surprised that I would be so, so I guess fearless in a way. Uh-huh. Yeah, because um, when I was younger, uh, I, I was quite the introvert, mm. and I, I was scared of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a it was a huge step that I took and. They were just really, really surprised. They, they, they actually, and some of my relatives and friends as well, they thought that I was being very impulsive. Like a oh. lot of people were doubting me and they were like, yeah. huh, like, are you really going to go yeah. solo, you know, by yourself? You know, it's so dangerous. You're a girl, you know, yeah. things like that. Like yeah. a stereotypical 
stuff lah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think a lot of uh, like, especially some of my friends, they felt that oh, you know, like I was more a lot more open, mm-hmm. outgoing, and and people thought that I actually seemed more confident. Nice. And I I agree because I feel that through my experience and exposure, um, while I was um solo solo backpacking like uh like i think what i've mentioned to you before as well it's kind of like you're constantly multitasking yeah because you know on one hand you have to be very open to new experiences to meeting new people but at the same time you have to really really watch out for your safety and be street smart Mm -hmm. and at this it's all about balance and and it's a lot of things that you're multitasking and and there were moments as well where I was just like having mini panic attack uh, panic attacks mm-hmm. on the inside because it's so scary to meet new people. Yeah. But then you realize that actually a lot of other people are in the same boat as you. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, like that's um, really I guess for me because uh, because I solo backpack and you would meet other people who are actually also solo backpacking. Mm. And mm. then when you get to talking, you realize, oh, actually, you're kind of in the same boat. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what I can say is you're not alone. You know, you don't, you, you just have to, you know, you get, get out there and, and talk to people and you yeah. find that, you know, actually a lot of, there are a lot of people that you can connect with and there's so much that you can learn from other people, especially from different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And, um, uh, I- couch surfing is one of uh, one of the really really useful apps to use when you're overseas. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is, is the app really called couch surfing? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's it's called couch sur- <laughs> couch surfing. Yep. So, oh, okay. it's it's this thing where uh you have hosts in different countries. Yeah. Um. So the whole purpose is for cultural exchange. Mm. So, for example, let's say I'm traveling to Switzerland. Um, I need a place to stay, so I can go go on the app. And I can look for a host. So over there... Uh, You're not sponsored. Okay. Sorry? You're not sponsored. Oh, yeah. Th- this is not sponsored. <laughs> it's just purely from personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, you can choose to stay with the host. So you can like make a request and choose to mm. stay with the host. And um, it's it's free. You don't have to pay for it unless unless it's really you really want to. So it's kind of like a, it's a mutual agreement. It's oh. Everything is, is between you and the host. Yeah. Um, so it's more of a culture exchange, uh, and and these hosts are they are very very generous people, mm-hmm. who honestly, just uh, they are just so kind and generous enough to offer y- you a, a a place in their home, um, yeah. and to teach you about their culture and and you know just give you a really really good experience yeah. and learn more about the con- their country and things like that and I think it's a very good opportunity but of course you you know just like. Any other thing you have to watch out for people yeah. who actually abuse the system and yeah. try to take advantage of mm-hmm. you lah. There, there have mm. been, there have been really really bad stories um, circulating online and and I think there were cases where some people treated couchsurfing as Tinder, which is not supposed to be the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for me, I I didn't use couchsurfing when I was there because most of the time, um, uh, the host that I was looking for, um. They were male, and I wasn't sure if it was the best thing for me to uh, because I was alone. I mean, if I was with a friend, then I guess it should be that 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 was that would be fine. 
Um, but I just wanted to play it safe, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not just say I, I'm not saying that oh because I'm a girl, so, but I'm just you know trying to play it safe, lah. Um, because you don't know anything about them. Correct. Yeah. Um, You're trusting a random. So I would say it's really it's really at your own risk. Yeah. Um, couch surfing is also very good for meetups. So there's a section in Couchsurfing where they have uh like usually like groups ah. They yeah. have meetups or maybe like some kind of a language exchange kind of thing. Mm. Uh and then you can just, you know, attend you just like uh express your interest in it, say that you're going, contact the organizer or whatever, and then you can just go and do oh. a meetup. So I've met up with um a lot of people from Couchsurfing and it's so far it's been very good experiences. Oh that's yeah. excellent. <laughs> Keep on. Makes me wanna go backpacking. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Alright, so after these backpacking experiences, yeah. right, is it time to find a job? <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, of course, I, I wasn't just, you know, it wasn't all fun and, and, and stuff. Uh, I mean, it wasn't all about the fun. Like, while I was having fun, I was also <laughs> applying for jobs. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, What's your current job right now? I am actually working for an environmental NGO and social mm. enterprise. So we advocate a lot for sustainability. Um, and we are very big on the whole upcycling movement. Mm. Have you heard of upcycling before? You've told me before, but I think the people listening have not heard it before. <laughs> so I think, Vanessa, take it uh, away. I think it's... it's well, it's kind of becoming a trend, I okay. think. I'm not sure, but uh, I think more people are uh, more people are learning about it. So, upcycling is basically it's not recycling. <laughs> a lot of people mix it up. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in Singapore are not very aware. They're not even aware of what recycling is. So they they kind of use the word recycling interchangeably for everything. <laughs> so. Mm, you know how we have the three R's in Singapore? Yeah. The reduce, reuse, and recycle, right? Yes. Um, it's actually a sequence. Ah. Uh, yes, it's, ac- so it's actually a sequence. So you reuse and recycle. Uh, oh. In a sense where the first step is always to try and reduce your waste. Ah, first. Something okay. like that. And then if you, let's say, if you really have to use or, you know, consume something or whatever, uh-huh. then... Maybe try to find a way to reuse that waste. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you recycle it. That's sort of supposed to be the last resort. Of course, like I think most of us saw the you know the icon where yes it has a three yep. uh three arrows that's pointing ah uh, yeah yeah. So we thought it's like yeah just reduce reuse recycle. <laughs> that's okay. That's my opinion. Okay. Oh, okay. That's my my perspective on that icon. <laughs> so, oh, that's a reduce reuse recycle kind of. Uh, there's actually uh, I think there's actually like f- four R's so there's also a refuse huh yeah so I think it's I think refuse comes first like refuse really or oh, refuse taking I mean yeah things like um plastic bags or yeah things like that oh. um, unnecessary uh, waste trash unnecessary trash. waste yeah, yeah. Um, oh okay. Yeah, so uh, upcycling basically is on the second R which is reusing. Mm. Um, so upcycling, what it means is creative reuse. Mm. So it's um, because when you reuse something, for example, like uh, you reuse a plastic bottle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, you're just reusing it for the same purpose, lah. Ah yes. But upcycling, uh, why there's an up actually? It's because you are increasing the value. Ah, you up the okay, value of okay. the item. Ah. So, upcycling is for example like 
a milk carton. Mm-hmm. Once you're done with it, you can upcycle it. You know, you you come up with some creative idea and you can make it into something, transform it into something like, for example, a coin pouch. Ah. Yep, coin pouch or I don't know, you make it into an accessory box or something. I think you showed me your oh, yeah, own yeah, yeah. coin pouch, right? <laughs> I showed you before, yeah. That's really cool. So, really so, cool. so the company that I work for, we actually conduct a lot of workshops. Mm. Yeah, we conduct a lot of workshops with um, schools especially. Nice. Yeah, because we, we feel that it's, education is to start from young. Yes, yes. Mm, and also because that. kids are going to be our future. Yes. So it's good to instill all these um, values and knowledge in them. So... Yeah, and I think it's also important because people need to acknowledge that we are doing a lot of damage mm-hmm. to Earth. <laughs> yes, we yes, do. and the whole thing with climate change and all. And do you know that actually, um, a lot of people think that climate change is is caused, um, it, it's by natural causes, but it's actually a combination of natural and man-made causes. Mm. And most of the time, the culprit is us, lah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's it's. I think we're just we're just trying to spread, uh, trying to raise awareness and mm. really advocate more from a hands-on approach, and that's why we have all these workshops and things like that because we want people to be actively engaged, um, in this whole like sustainable living yeah. kind of stuff, and yeah. uh, especially for this year. This year is actually um, uh considered as the year towards zero waste for Singapore lah, that is. Oh my god, that's quite ambitious. Yeah. So that is zero waste. Yep. Good luck guys. <laughs> so <laughs> it's something that the government is trying to get on board with. That's excellent actually. Yeah, yeah so yep. Um pretty interesting stuff actually. Yeah, I, I have learned so much <laughs> and I'm I, I can say for sure that my lifestyle is kind of as in I'm making small little changes in my lifestyle as well ever since yeah. I joined this company. Um, because we, we actually collect a lot of all these so-called recyclable items. Yeah. And we process them back end before we use them for for our workshops. So mm. all the items that we use for workshops are actually already used. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's also cheaper because you don't have to buy. Yeah, but and then, and then but then, uh, like at, at, at my HQ, yeah. Um, cause we store. We have a place. We have a some space where we store all these raw materials. And oh, oh when I see the uh, massive <laughs> amount of plastic, <laughs> oh my gosh! It's. It it I guess it really something. opens your eyes yeah. on as to how much we are actually wasting. Yes. Because not only when we throw away our things, we don't um, we don't think about where it goes. We don't yeah. think about where our trash end up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then from there, I just made little lifestyle changes. So, like, I don't use plastic straws mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I I, th- I think, you know, right, I used to have this habit of <laughs> using two plastic <laughs> straws. I don't know why. It's just a habit. But I don't anymore. Um, I carry around metal straws. Yeah. So, I either use metal straws or I don't use any straw at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because... Um, People are so used to drinking with straws, with straws that when you deny them of that, they're like, so how am I going to drink, you know? I can't function properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, we are so used to convenience. Yes, yes, we are. In, in, in such an advanced and modernized society. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of the main issue. Yeah. 
and the awareness is just not there. So yeah, mm. so things like that, I I have been using less plastic. Uh, when I go grocery shopping as well, yeah. I try to maybe carry a backpack or a reusable bag so that I can just put my groceries in. Um, yeah. So there really isn't a need for plastic bags. The only time I use, I have to use plastic bags is for food waste and things like that. I usually just uh, put yeah. it in the kitchen. Yeah. I, I think kind of every, almost every Asian household <laughs> has it. Has its own like yeah, stash of yeah. plastic bags around, right? Yeah, usually underneath the kitchen sink, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> yes, yes, we all do. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, because that. we don't really have a proper way of composting. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, the, the best way to yeah. to yeah. deal with the waste the for the now, waste, like food yeah. waste and things like that. But yeah. Like bio, biodegradable oh. waste. Yep, yep. They actually yeah. have these um sort of something like plastic bags, but the material is a bit more um softer. Is it? I I don't I don't really know exactly what it's called, what the material is, but it's it's specifically for food waste. Oh. Yeah, I I I, oh. I know they have it in Switzerland now because oh. the um the 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 process of sorting out uh, they have a very very good system in terms of sorting out your food and recycling them lah. Nice. Yeah, they make you you actually have to sort it out within your house uh, in your own household first and then you bring it to a common sort of dumping place mm. where they have all the bins there and then yeah. you have to segregate it lah. Yeah. Actually, um I went to this uh this uh, event where they were talking about the future of Singapore being more eco-friendly. Yeah. So in the new BTOs, right? There's actually two shoots. One is for the biodegradable one. And one is for recycling. Ah, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's very interesting, and I I really like the event. Uh, I think I think that's uh, that's a very good idea, but yeah, I think the the education. main the main thing is still on education and yeah. the awareness. People yeah. need to know how to recycle properly. Like, Correct. um, a lot of people are really not aware of how to recycle no, properly. Like, even don't. if we have the green and the blue bins, people just mix everything yes. up together. Oh my god, so angry. And and the thing is, like, people don't. Um, I think one of the things is uh, people don't really wash. For example, like when yeah. you're done with milk cartons or, or any juice bottles and things like that, people don't wash it, they just throw mm, it in. Exactly. And what happens is that the contents inside will contaminate everything else in the bin mm-hmm. and then that will... Be- basically, it means that the things will not be recyclable anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because they're contaminated. Correct. So it's important to wash and dry like your things before you throw it away. I mean, mm-hmm. it is... Yeah, like, I mean, it is an extra step. Some people mm-hmm. may find it very tedious, but yeah. it is helping the environment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and like you have to really, you know, for example, like plastic bottles, you're actually supposed to separate the cap and the bottle. <laughs> That's what I learned from Vanessa when I wanted to recycle my... <laughs> I, I thought it's like the whole thing can be recycled, then she said no. <laughs> we usually have to separate it also because yes. when you incinerate it, right? Because our mm. in Singapore, our first step is always incineration. Mm-hmm. And different types of plastics have different uh, melting points. Mm. That's why. Yeah. So it's good to segregate. La. Yeah. yeah. It's like... For me, uh, when I wanted to recycle my, uh, what I collected a lot of like uh, bottles, which is too much, uh, For <laughs> I, I realized I consume a lot of uh, water from those uh, one dollar like bottle bottles. Waters, uh, yeah, bottle waters. Mm-hmm. So and then I asked Vanessa, I was like, okay, how do I recycle them? Then she, she, she said that actually, you know, the bottle caps is not the same plastic as uh, the body of the bottles. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what really? That's like, oh yeah, makes sense. Uh, that's why they different colors. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, um, maybe I think one step is also to I think before you recycle, you can try to upcycle them. Ah, uh, yes, you yeah. You can convert them into planters, yeah, or even like stationary holders. Actually, my mother now is into gardening, so she 
she will upcycle Ooh, certain stuff that's great. so she put her own soil oh, and, yeah, yeah. and also that event when uh, that was uh, showing about the new videos right yeah. they also have different schools showing showcasing what they their inventions on trying to save the environment and one school uh try they have their own it's like where you put your food waste and it turns into soil Oh, composting ah, yeah, yeah, composting. Yeah, yeah. So he gave me a he gave he, uh, the the student gave me a, like a like a bag of a small bag of uh compost and I gave it to my mom. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, so like, like that kind of uh, school would be so awesome to go to and see how the process is being done. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. For and sure. I think like it's awesome to hear about these uh, projects that's being done by schools uh, that that promotes this kind of uh, projects for either upcycling or recycling or whatever to save the environment uh, yes yes which of course. i feel very happy about but slowly and surely i think we can get there yeah, it, it, yeah. it's small steps small it's, steps. it's all about this it's all about our small little efforts and when we come together as a collective effort then yeah. you can really really make some significant changes yeah. yeah so like what are some tips you can give to the listeners here who are listening right to change uh the ways that they recycle or upcycle like any tips that you think or anything that they might not know for example right like when i want to recycle my bottles right i didn't know that the bottles contains different types of plastics mm. so yeah do you have any like tips like maybe bring your own okay i ha- always have this problem when i want to go grocery shopping right i always forget my bag <laughs> then i was like i don't mind to take plastic honestly bag. it's a it's a habit thing like you have mm. to really <laughs> try to fight I think like for me also I always forget to bring my straws mm. my own metal straws at the yeah. start but I think once you really get it and incorporate it into your daily routine then slowly it becomes a habit yeah. so you know straws and then as well as um, bring your own bags or bring your own tumblers mm-hmm. as well like when you go out to get coffee tea bring your own tumblers when you go out to tapao your food Bring, bring your own like containers yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And um if you talk and at home as well, um I think another tip would be uh instead of using uh cling wraps, yeah, uh plastic cling wraps for your food, you can use beeswax food wraps. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> and then also instead of using plastic packaging, you can swap all of that for glass packaging. You just use like glass containers uh, or glass yeah. jars to yeah. put and um when you go grocery shopping as well, uh, get more of those like fresh produce, mm. like the loose ones. So that would save a lot on your packaging as well. What do you mean by loose ones? Um, you know, like when you get fruits and ve- uh-huh. vegetables, things like yeah. that, get the, the loose ones rather than all like packed together. Already. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the one that's not packed in. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing. And, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and one thing that I have also recently started doing as well is um, I actually... Uh, stopped using plastic toothbrushes. I oh. actually use bamboo toothbrushes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I use bamboo toothbrushes now, and um, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's the all these small changes that actually help to um, improve your lifestyle mm-hmm. in a more sustainable or eco-friendly way. Yeah, yeah, it's lots of things that I mean. You can search up on places like Pinterest. There's all these ideas and <laughs> and. Things like um, you know, toothpaste. You can make your own toothpaste. Huh? How? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the ingredients are. I haven't done it yet. Okay. I can't remember what the ingredients so are, but it's uh something to do with. I know there's baking soda inside. 
Oh. Yeah. So definitely possible. It is not impossible. It's just that we need a little more effort at the start. Yeah, the habit to get it going. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and and upcycle definitely upcycle before you throw out or recycle your things lah. Yeah. And yeah, you can search on anywhere really. There's a lot of um sustainable brands or such more projects that people are doing yeah you can just search it up for all these many many different ideas and mm-hmm. and you can you know try it yourself at yeah. home when you have the time when i have the time for me how i save the earth is i i try not to bathe <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> yeah what i mean is that i try to bathe uh like less than 10 minutes so i, I don't walk i don't waste a lot of water ah, yes 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 yeah. of course and also if i feel like the weather is cool enough i don't switch on the fan ah yeah yeah, or yeah even of the course, aircon. Of course. i mean i don't have aircon in my house but yeah i just switch on the fan <laughs> so like small small ways that I, I guess like because because this kind of tips right doesn't incentivize people that's why they don't like want to go through or have create this habit right yeah and yeah. i think the other issue is that for us in singapore it's a very fast-paced society mm-hmm. so people are all about efficiency about convenience accessibility uh, i think that's that's one of the the, the main um obstacles that's sort of like hindering us yeah yeah i mean you must know that we are living we are leaving our children what we have done so far to the environment so the more you i guess the more you uh, waste or the more you i don't know what you call it if you don't do your part then our children will will suffer in future suffer in the future yep. so i guess that's a good uh way for you to think on what actions you want to do when you want to get a plastic bag or not lah, to think about the future rather than convenience or whatnot yeah yeah and yeah. and honestly everything is a choice yeah, everything. There's That's no something such to keep in mind. Uh. Yeah, there's no such thing as no choice. It's just I understand uh, convenience, but yeah, you know, you gotta care about the environment. Singapore is very hot today. <laughs> uh, and it's oh honest, it's getting warmer and warmer every day due to yeah, global warming. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always known global warming since when I was young, but it's just that, yeah. Now it's I don't know. really, really now affecting it's us. It's really affecting like. <laughs> I could I could see the difference from when I was younger and now it's like woo like when I step out of the office right when it's like twelve noon where mm-hmm. you want to hit for lunch right I can feel the burn you know from the sun oh my god yes same 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 because like, my uh my office is at, is at Marina Barrage oh my so sometimes when I have to uh, most of the time I have to go out for lunch yeah. and once the sun hits me oh my gosh it's yeah. painful eh. it's 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 piercing you can literally feel it piercing into your skin yeah. and i get 10 just from that like just a few minutes exactly, under the exactly. sun i mean uh safety or health tip uh, for me i need i think i'm going to invest on a very good sunscreen uh. <laughs> like i don't yeah i mean in australia because they they have the sun uh, they have a high case of uh, skin cancer yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For, for now, we just have uh, sunscreen around. Yeah. So like, um, so Vanessa, like, how how is your job so far? <laughs> <laughs> Why <do> you laugh? <laughs> I think we have another hour. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, there's just so many things to cover. Okay, what um, is one thing that you uh, that 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 is happening right now? 
in your current company? Uh, we have a new project coming up. So we are uh, we are now managing the Sustainable Singapore Gallery. Mm. Uh, where is it? Where is it? So it's located at the second level of Marina Barrage. It used oh. to be a water gallery. Ooh. Yeah. So very, very interesting. It talks about climate action, talks about sustainable uh, transport mm. as well as zero waste, things like that. So it's very interesting. And we are going to be launching some pro uh, some school programs soon. So from like preschool all the way to secondary school. Yeah, and yeah, I mean even post secondary school as well, because I think it's it's applicable to everyone. Yeah. yeah so we're coming up with quite a couple of Really fun and engaging programs that we hope, you know, can educate people, get yeah. people to be more passionate and, and, you know, be environmental advocates. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do our, all, all do our part to yeah. help the earth. That's so nice. And I usually also run to through Marina Barrage. Oh, from okay, stadium okay. Towards uh, Gardens by the Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do get a lot of runners. <laughs> <laughs> so, the gallery, is it like free? Yes. Actually, oh, it's, yes. it's uh it's free admission, yeah. What time? I think you can either book a guided tour or or um, uh yeah, yeah. I think you can just register online. Oh nice. Okay, I will go there after my run so I can cool myself and then. Sure. Learn uh, more we about it. are open nine a.m. to six p.m. Damn. Yeah. I usually so run every day early. except Tuesdays. Oh, I usually run at seven and then at eight. Damn. <laughs> Maybe on yeah. a weekend. Maybe yeah. on a weekend. You can yeah, drop I mean, by on a weekend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we will see about that. But yeah, I mean, thank you for this podcast, uh, Vanessa. Yeah, hope you guys learned a thing or two about uh, upcycling and also uh, solo backpacking. Why? Vanessa, you really have a lot of interesting stories. <laughs> and trust me, guys, this is only like the tip of the iceberg. She has many, many stories to tell. <laughs> but this is one part of uh, yeah, Vanessa's uh, life. Thank you for sharing... Uh, about what you have shared so far. Yeah, thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, so I hope you guys uh, enjoyed yourself listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, do comment down or you can write, just write to me at mmhshow. That, so uh, I have a new Instagram account. You know, my previous Instagram account kind of blocked for some reason. What? I don't know. Okay, so my new Instagram account is at mmhshow with a double W. M N H S H O W W. Yeah, so you can leave a comment in like my Instagram post and such. So hope you guys enjoy your day and be happy. Goodbye.